Hello there, and I am so thrilled to have you join us. My name is Amber Griffiths, maker of legends, and it is that time again. This is the Get Real, Get Loud with Purpose podcast. So grab your legend pack, train that speaker to 11, and welcome to legend. This is a series of conversations that explore the dreams and the visions of individuals who know that their message and their story and their movement is destined to become something greater than themselves. And each one of my guests here has chosen to leap into speaking, has chosen to claim their voice and own it in a real way, and they are here to share that with you. So today we get to speak with Jeff Klein, who is the founder and owner of the Speaker Co-op. He's a speaker and a speaker coach, and I'm just thrilled to have him here. So welcome, Jeff. Thank you, Amber. Of course, it is my pleasure. Now, I know that we get to talk about how you can work with people in a way that squishes four years into 10 weeks. And like, I know time is fluid, especially over the last several years with the pandemic and everything else. Time has become fluid. It doesn't really matter. It's like it's either today or it has happened or it hasn't happened yet. So I cannot wait to get into how to shrink four years into 10 weeks. But before we get into that, I want to understand a little bit more about who you are and what you're doing and how you're serving people. So let's talk. Just give us the this is who I am. And this is how I serve people. Sure, sure. Well, I, I joke that I got where I am uh, through the kitchen. Uh, I came to I came to speaking through hard work and doing not through taking any classes or signing up for courses or standing in line to learn something. It, it all kind of happened to me. And uh, with my willingness, of course, it wasn't I wasn't uh, right. kicking and screaming on the stage. I was uh, glad to be on stage and comfortable there. Uh, I was a, a drama kid in high school after all. But uh, and 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 the you know, that kid who who in elementary school went from the corner to the hall to the principal's office because I was disturbing others. It said on all my report cards. Um, but I, 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 I objected. I said, just ask my friends. They they're I'm not really I'm only disturbing the teacher. I'm not disturbing anybody else. But <laughs> so I'm a bit of a smart ass uh, and, and yeah. kind of always have been um, as a kid. I was the redhead. So I stood out in the crowd. Um, think mm -hmm. of uh, Opie, Opie and uh, and that 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 and uh, the kid, yeah. my sister and I looked like the kids from Family Affair, uh, which I'm dating myself, of course. But Jody and Buffy, my sister and I looked like those kids. Awesome. So we, we were we were she was a little more shy than I was. She would be standing behind dad when I would be out in front. But uh, uh -huh. She also went to her first degree in college was theater. So she wasn't that shy, ultimately. Right. There is something a little different about doing this from stage versus doing it one on one. Right. So I had found like I will sing in front of thousands. Don't make me sing in front of five people. I will. Yeah. I will cry. <laughs> well, and the most and nervous I've ever been is in a room full of people I knew. Yes. Yes. Like, it's OK. I don't care what strangers think of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and it used to be that. When I helped people with uh, their businesses and find funding and things like that, you know, we taught them that the people who know you really well, the people who change your diaper, they're never going to loan you money for your business. <laughs> now, that's an interesting. <laughs> I've never thought but, about it quite that way. Yeah. But that's what we what we learned, and this was through an organization called CEO Space, 
was to introduce mm -hmm. those people to our to other people so they might loan you the money my my people might loan you the money if they were passionate about what you were doing and my and your people might loan me the money if they were passionate about the cause because they didn't see us as that little shitter that little kid i mean right right, right it's so. the it's the key to to really making networking work for you is yeah. i'm not going into this group to sell you my hundred dollar program, my hundred thousand dollar program. It's who do no. you know that who do I who do you know that I need to know? Who do right. you know that's gonna change my life, whether they're a client or not? Who do you who can you introduce me to that's going to help resolve my struggles? Help Correct. My yeah. So I like that. I like that concept in addition. Yeah, and that's how I came to networking as well. Because I mean I, I was teaching networking as part of my mm -hmm. membership in CEO space. And then somebody oh. said, Hey Jeff, would you come do that thing you do for them at our networking group. And I got permission and went and did it. And I knew I was, I was benefiting myself and the organization both because my business at the time was an ad agency. And I also came to advertising through the kitchen. So, you know, I never, I never worked at a big giant ad agency. Uh, mm -hmm. I worked for that agencies in the film business as doing TV commercials for them. Oh, so, so I good. put I put in my hours, I just put them in in a different place. In a different way. From yeah. what I heard, the big ad agencies, at least when I was going through the ranks of the 90s and the early 2000s, um, I remember I took some of my classes in college were from an, a retired ad agency pro from Boston. Mm -hmm. And his recommendation was, oh, my goodness, don't do this. Don't like figure out how to go do marketing and advertising and everything else. But don't do it this way. This was awful. Yeah, well, and oh. and I mean the best thing. They did the best. <laughs> yeah, the best thing about some of the some of that was people say, you know, I I know advertising works. I just don't know which advertising works. <laughs> well, uh, that's yeah. the problem. That's yeah. Don't yeah. Off, right. Do yeah. So you know, you 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 tell a client this, you know, this I don't know what's this works, but I don't know which one of these things is going to work. And you put yeah. out, you know, you ask, you teach your clients to ask people how they heard about them and they answer with answers that you didn't do. Like, you know, I heard about you on the radio and you didn't do any radio advertising. Oh, so that's less than helpful data. Yeah. That quits being, yeah, productive. Yeah, we had a lot of that stuff. And and <laughs> stories where we had clients who, you know, the you if you ask the receptionist who met everybody and who loved the TV commercial we did, we, you know, should have kept doing that. But if the, the right. business manager got it in his mind that the TV wasn't working and never asked the person who was forward facing with the clients. So right. they, we quit doing the, you know, we quit doing the TV campaign because they didn't, mm -hmm. they didn't have a good feeling about it. Well, and see, there's the difference too between your idle client and the peanut gallery. Like, who right. are you asking? Are these the ones who actually matter? And again, it comes back to that. I love you big. I'll never buy your stuff. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, well, and, and like, one of the reasons to? I got, yeah, one of the reasons I got out of advertising was uh, I got tired of making other people money and uh, huh? and 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 helping people fulfill their dreams and reach their limits. That was my favorite part. You know, my we all, you had I had a vision of what how things were supposed to go. You know, this month, right. you know, you start at this level and. And then next month, when you prove you you get them more business, then they spend more money, and then they spend more money. And then yeah. what, what happens is, no, they get here and they say, "I'm working hard enough. I'm happy. I don't want to do. I don't want any more business." Yeah. 
Yeah. We're happy. Thank you very much. See you later. Happy enough. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yes. fat and happy. Yes. And, well, and there's something to be said for that. Yeah, you know, sure. And, no, no. Absolutely. It was their their call. Not, you know, right. it was but it just wasn't what I anticipated the business to be. Right. Yeah. That makes total sense to me. Yeah. So you're a speaker coach now and have been for quite some time. Yes. Um where do you get do you get speakers who get to that point of okay, I'm fat and happy, I'm good? Or are they no. more inclined to be like, no, let me go do something greater? Speakers always want more. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. And and the number one question when you ask a speaker what they need next is always more audiences, more stages. Yeah. That's so, that's the answer every time. Every time. I need more people. Mm -hmm. They want to share their voice. They want to be at bigger stages, better stages, more people in the audience. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So tell me, Jeff, I talked about this at the very beginning. I know you have a really special 10 weeks that that can help people do exactly that. Tell me about your 10 stages in 10 weeks program, please. And thank you. Well, I should turn it around first and ask you what you thought of the class because <laughs> you just finished 10 weeks and 10 stages in 10 weeks. I did just finish it. Um, I would say that it's really helpful in getting clear about what our goals are where the what is coming next for us and what isn't working and what is working um sometimes we don't know that as speakers we're like i don't i mean like i talked to some of the speakers that i work with and it's um, we applied for all these stages we applied for these podcasts we applied to for these events and all we know is that we didn't get a call back we don't get any feedback was it our topic was it our presentation was it just our one sheet did they not get it was it the wrong audience like and so i think to be able to be in a place where we can share some of those frustrations of I don't know what it is I'm doing wrong and to have somebody on the other end like you who's like well let's see if we can narrow that down for you oh okay it's your topic I have never I don't think I've ever experienced anyone who is as good at topic titles like speech titles as you as quickly thank you like it's it's this is what we're talking about oh well you could say this or this or this and it's like I will say all three. Thank you very much. <laughs> so I, I think that was incredibly helpful. And to have someone who has been on so many stages with such a variety of experience, just freely, like honest, honest to goodness, the people listening to this, um, there is not a competitive selfish bone in this man's body. It's mm. whatever I have is at your is at your disposal. I will share everything I have. It's not, let me, I'm going to, you know, cover these, keep these good ideas to myself, or I'm going to wait until you're paying me thousands and thousands of dollars to share this. You just give so freely. And I think that's huge, especially for speakers who always want more and you're there to give us more. It's a very, it's a good relationship. <laughs> thank, thank you for that, Amber. I, I, I appreciate that. Um, of course. What led you to create this great program though? Well, so I, as you know, I, I joked about falling into, you know, coming through the kitchen and, and, you know, so I, I started doing these talks about the 30 second elevator pitch, which at the, when I started was literally going around the room and helping each person with their pitch, which turned out to be not the best way to do it, but that's how we started. Right. And over time I figured out better ways to help people. 
And there was a time when if you were in Dallas-Fort Worth and I walked into the room, you're like, oh, no, I don't want to do my commercial because Jeff's here. <laughs> and, okay, but the judgment. You're I know. Not well, and, and I'm not that, but they, they just knew that, that, you know, they had this thing in their mind. So I had to actually have people do their meetings in a different order sometimes because mm-hmm. they wanted me to speak and then do their commercials. And it was like, no, 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 nobody's going to learn anything that quick. Right. Everybody right. do their commercial and then I'll speak and talk about what they might've done. You know, what some people, you know, things I noticed that I could, that people could change to help improve, but right. no, let, let's not do it the other way around. Cause you're right. meeting twice as long with people going, Oh, Jeff said not to do that. Oh no. And right, right. It, not helpful. It, so, <laughs> and, but that was just only one of the things I figured out. Uh, I did. So 2006 was the year I, uh, one, 2004 was the year I started getting asked to do stuff. And so for, for three years, I spoke two or three times a month. But then in 2007, I said, okay, I'm going to speak once a week. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to speak to get, clients for my ad agency which was my business at the time and well to get to buy training to get better at networking thanks and then i did that and the next year i said all right now let's do twice a week and i did that did that for two years so you know i 50 or 75 times over three years but then for the next three years 250 times and I figured a bunch out. And I got the road rash. I cried the tears. I made all the mistakes. Of and course. the whole the point of the what I'm doing now is showing folks what to what works, what I know works, because we've proven it not just for me, but that other it works for other people as well. Mm-hmm. I had some coaches show up in 2010 and help me systematize what I was doing and what mm-hmm. I was I was te- so I could teach it and make it replicatable. Yeah. And, and that's a big part of the 10 stages class is it's my, it's my teach you to fish program. I like it. Where you mm-hmm. learn not only how to turn 20 minutes into clients and leads, how to get on the 20 minute stage, but how to get on the right stage. Yeah. Well, I think, I think there's a lot of opportunity for speakers I mean, there's what 10, 20,000 speaking opportunities every single day, just in the U.S. Yeah, I, I ran the numbers, and I got I came up with about two million every year in North America. Well, there you go. I was going to say that's that's the live events. That's not even all the podcast opportunities and summits and all those things. Um, but I think you're right. I think part of that is the right stage. And once you get the gig, then how do you get the next one? How? And again, it comes back to that thing that I think you helped us in that ten weeks program is what are your goals what do you want from this yeah you know and the thing about a system that works and is replicatable is if you follow all the steps you'll get business yeah if you skip a step because you think you know better you'll get less business. now i can't tell you all the reasons it works the way it works but i can tell you it does Fair enough. I don't need to see how the sausage made. Well, it's made. Just, yeah, like, we've proven it, and yeah. more 
more more than more than just I have proven it more than you know multiple people have are doing it and it's working yeah and you can trust the process or not sure sure that's true about a lot of things though yeah oh, I mean yeah. say almost everything I mean especially if you're talking about speakers which a lot of the people who are listening are speakers they are entrepreneurs who are looking for opportunities to to connect with people you can either follow the process that works now i am a anti-system person like i like systems but please do not tell me that i have to do it this certain way because that's how everybody's doing it and that's how you make your million or whatever else i like to do things my way but if i have a framework that i can look at i'm like okay then let me customize these steps right let me apply that to how i do things then it makes no sense to me what I what we what I taught you didn't make you didn't have to change how you do a talk. No, no, no. Just change the tactics and how you deliver it. Right. And the talk titles again. Well, it that's... makes sense that you help people with their thirty second pitches because those head whipping hooks, those like you know those mic drop moments, that comes in that ten to twelve word or less little packages. I, I didn't know that that was a, that that was a skill until I knew until I found out. I mean, until you saw people without it. Yeah, I mean, I, I was doing the, the elevator pitch training, and and I was doing. I had a mentor. I was helping him do strategic planning retreats mm-hmm. because I went on a, uh, a so somebody asked me to go with them on to be on their side of the table for one of his strategic planning retreats, and mm-hmm. on the second day. I wrote out her mission statement, her her uh, vision statement, and he was blown away and asked me to start doing the planning retreats with him on his side of the table. Yeah, yeah. And I would listen to what people said for eight hours, write down what they meant to say, <laughs> made them cry. What they hoped were saying, right, right. And the idea that that was a skill until I found out it, you know, that, that not everybody could do that. Right. I think we get in our own head. Like my version of that is, is we get so nervous. We think we have to sell or we, we have to be perfect or whatever it is that nonsense is that goes in on our heads. Right. But it has a circulation to our persona. We forget that it's the human in us that will connect with people that will get on those stages that will move the masses. Well, and so, so much the of words it, come out, you know, yeah. so double. much of it. And I owe it to a lot of my mentors to help me that help me figure out what not to, you know, what not to include. You know, right. that nobody cares about your process. Nope. My, nope. my mentor, Kendall Lee Pernan, drilled that into us. Nobody cares about your process. And, and no, if you, don't care how many steps and lessons tell me what I get. Results. <laughs> yeah. You'll tell us the results that you get for people. That's, that's the starting point. Right. Right. And I was, talking to somebody this morning and you know where do you start you you start with what problem do you solve or what problem do you want to solve and right. and you have a system to solve those problems or a methodology hopefully right. the answer is yes correct or you should stop talking about that <laughs> yeah or find something else and that's your keynote and your book yeah and that's what you then go talk about and show people you're the best of what you have to offer. Give them the best of what you have to offer. And after giving them 18 or 19 minutes of value, you take the last one or two minutes to tell them how they can hire you to help them solve that very problem. 
and you've earned that right after giving them value for 18 or 19 oh. minutes. You've earned the right to an offer for one or two. Absolutely. Nobody now, complains that you're selling. You glossed over a really important piece that I don't know that you realized you were so skilled at. You talked about taking the solution you have and the way you do it, and then that becomes your keynote and your book and your courses. That is repurposing on a different level. You know, people talk about repurposing content and they think that just means copy and paste in a different platform. But to be able to take that same content and expand it into 27 different ways to deliver your content, that is repurposing at a different level. So really, like that's bonus with Jeff. Mm -hmm. You get a great talk title. You get an opportunity to understand how to speak. OK, I'm going to get your phrase wrong, but I'm going to try it. It's down the street and around the corner. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Like there's always a stage down the street and around the corner. Which makes sense because speaking is sometimes one to one, sometimes it's one to a million, anywhere in between there. Yeah. So whatever stage you choose is your own. You can say and virtual if you want to, because they're absolutely stages now. Well, down the street and around the corner could be down to your basement apartment where you're going to record your podcast, right? right. I mean, it could be anything. Stages sure. are any stage you claim is your own becomes a stage, regardless of what that is. So yeah. I love it. That is a five years program. Talk to me a little bit about what you have new that you're excited about. What's lighting you up right now? Uh, well, it occurred to me that the, we can take the same practice, the same system of speaking and writing a book and tell people leave their legacy. Mm -hmm. So Speak to Leave Your Legacy is a program for people who are retiring or have retired and are looking for their next thing. I, I picture this, you know, I picture somebody whose spouse is tired of them being underfoot. <laughs> Get out of the house or, you know, you can only fish so many days. You can only right. golf days or whatever. And these are these are a personality people and they're not satisfied with just being retired. And they have amazing knowledge that we want. And we and we deserve so right. let's them write their book, write their keynote speech, which would should probably have the same title as we've talked mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. And and then we'll help them get out on the circuit, whether they want to speak once or twice a month or they want to speak once or twice a year. We can help them with that. Okay. I think that sounds phenomenal. And, you know, I'm all about like, like what how, what are you creating greater than yourself? Yeah. How are you changing the world? And sometimes that's a book. Sometimes that's a keynote. Sometimes it's both. But it's about claiming your voice and getting it out there. Yeah, so what, I, I'm all about speaking to create your what legacy. I, what I've become inspired by, Amber, is that I'm changing the world by helping other people change the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know I want to impact more than a million lives. I don't have to touch each one personally. Mm-hmm. It's that whole ripple effect, right? It's it will reach every single beach if you just start it. I love it. Oh, okay, Jeff. I I we could talk for another hour, and I know this because when we met in New Orleans, I connected with you immediately, and we talked at great length all kinds of times. So, but I do have to I do have to bring this to a close, so we may just have to do it too. Tell me, I know that you've got some gifts for my listeners for our group here. You bet. You bet. You get to take advantage of this man's genius and years and years of expertise in networking, in speaking. Um, just tell us briefly about those things. I'll make sure the links are in the show notes. 
Sure. So we have two places you can get free stuff. You can get free networking stuff at jeffkleinspeaker.com slash education. And you can get free speaking stuff at speakercoop.com slash education. And they both have downloads. You can download some interviews and stuff like this. Uh, you can download tools to help you um, with the on the networking site. There's my one-on-one -on -one checklist, which, believe me, take this with you when you have a one-on-one -on -one and you will get all the info you need and convey all the info you need when you're networking. On the speaker one, there's a sample letter of agreement, which will make sure that you don't have to buy your own lunch. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you'll get everybody's business card when you speak. Things like that are in the letter of agreement. There's even a tool to build your own introduction, which uh, oh my I know class. Uh, oh, that's... my goodness. Okay, friends, we talk about how speakers want more and entrepreneurs want more. This is more. This is piles and piles of free stuff that's not just free stuff because it's free. It's packed with value. This is not free because it's not worth something. It's because he knows you need it. And, and he knows your life will change because of it. Updated every month or two. Okay, well, that's new. Most people don't update their free things. There's there's your little truth nugget. There's your genius right there dropped. Update your stuff, people. <laughs> if you haven't revisited it and, do, and done that in the last six months, mayhaps you should go and do that. Because I bet it feels like it came when you, did, when you did it in 2019. I bet that's how it feels right now, too. So as much as time is fluid, you should go update that. Um, Jeff, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing your genius. And again, generosity of spirit is an understatement. So thank you. I appreciate that a great deal. Thank you for the kind words, Amber. My pleasure. My pleasure. My friends, we've been speaking with Jeff Klein. He is the founder of the Speaker Co-op, which is a directory and a place where you can go to find speakers, to be found as a speaker. So you should totally check that out. We'll make sure there's a link as well. And the two links to the free stuff, the education for networking and for speaking will also be there. I know there have been brilliant gems that have been dropped throughout this, not just the last couple. So I hope at least one of them has found its way into your heart and inspires you to take action today. So until I get to speak with you again, as always, rock on.